0: Breathing Space Fade in Frontier includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. This episode contains reference to near-death experience, implied bombing attempt, unnerving and terrifying experiences, and implied unreality. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes.
1: I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave. Sold to hell I was born under a blue sky And I'd fly out in the black When I'm gone, don't one mourn me Cause my debts will drag me back Attention everyone The shuttle to Mars from the Vesperi space stop will be leaving in the next hour. Please have your luggage and personal items on you before you board. I repeat, the shuttle to Mars will be taking off in one hour.
2: Well, it's our last night here on Vesperi, friends and foes. But it has been a lot of fun spending time with you all. We need to do this again as soon as possible.
3: Which one of us are the friends and... Which one of us are the foes? Well, if you don't already know, Lou,
4: I
1: have some bad news for you. (sighs) I think I know what I am.
5: Hey, now, we're all friends here. Don't let Yue's dramatics get to you. Hey,
2: I'm not that dramatic. Right? No. No.
5: Of course you are, Yue.
2: It's been tough to gather the whole group since we left Venus. We all live busy lives now as adults. It's nice to be back at the orbital again. It was good to see the neighborhood. Seeing it, I can remember all of the times we dragged the rest of you along with us as we searched for adventure. And Devin always had to guide us back to our houses.
4: Always reliable. I'm sure you still are.
2: Although, I wouldn't mind having visited Caritas. Get closer down to the planet? Not too close, of course. Shame we have to leave again after just two weeks.
4: Yeah, you all need to come back to Vesperi more often. I get so lonely here. Like, you need to tell your jobs you need more vacation time.
1: (sighs) We have a lot of time to kill before the next shuttle arrives and before we have to go our separate ways. Does anyone have any ways to pass the time? As long as it's not like a card game or anything. They're always so boring without gambling. That's because everyone knows not to gamble with you. You cheat. What? No! I do not cheat, okay? I simply am We know. We know. You're just lucky is all. (laughs) Whatever you say, Mills.
5: Hey, let's not get into a fight. I don't think the station attendants or the other passengers will enjoy it. It is pretty late, and this is the last flight out of Vesperi.
3: We could tell scary stories,
1: like we did
2: when we were kids. We're not kids anymore, Luke. No, I think it could be exciting. Scary stories are made for times like these. Hold on, I got one. Have you ever heard of the station at the end of the universe? It is told on planets, ships, and space stations alike, told late at night, There is no agreement on what this station is like besides a large mostly metal structure or where it is exactly some say it's a bright place cheerful and inviting others say it's derelict and in ruins some claim it's located in a black hole there are some who claim it's endless so large and maze-like that you'll never find your way through. Others say it's always there, on the edge of your peripheral vision. Some say it exists outside of our perspective of space and time, which is ridiculous if you ask me. Its appearance changes depending on who you ask about it. You'll always find someone who has seen it. You
1: mean, like, seen it or seen it? That's Black
2: Brass! It isn't! It's a real place!
5: I think I've been to the station.
2: Wait, really? Yeah, it's totally a real place. But you can't just, like,
4: take a ship to it or anything like that.
1: What? But it's not a real place. It's just a scary story meant to scare people Oh,
4: yeah, you don't always end up there by flying through
2: space. Sometimes you just end up there. Exactly. Almost everyone has a story about when they ended up on the station at the end of the universe. I
1: I don't understand. It's completely fake. I mean, you know... um... What, have you been there too? Okay. You don't have to be rude about it. Devin, uh, have you been there as well? Oh, for the love of... Are you serious? There's no way you all believe you've been to this place. It's black brass. People have told them since the beginning of time or something.
5: I mean... Everyone's had that weird experience. Like, when they take a flyway, they've gone down a thousand times and suddenly it leads somewhere else. Or, or they hear a voice over the comm on a green line frequency that couldn't exist.
4: Yes, yes, exactly. That is going to the station.
2: Whatever. Don't believe me? If we've all been there, then we should talk about it. We should share our stories. That's how black brass spread, right? Through sharing it.
1: What's the point if it's not even real?
2: Because it's fun. You know what that is, right? Listen, I'll go first, and then you can all decide if you want to share your experiences. And I promise, as your dearest friend, I will not judge you or think you're making it all up.
4: And here I was thinking some of us
2: were your foes. Dearest foes, too. Now, let me talk. Now, this is a story from when I was about ten years old. I was home in bed, sick from something. Not important. Millis, my dearest twin, was off having fun with the rest of you, leaving me to entertain myself. Not that I was capable of it. I was pretty much bedridden at the time.
3: I remember that. Milish tried to convince me you were going to die. (laughs) You cried so hard at the thought. I felt terrible.
2: I thought I was going to die if I'm being honest. I was so bored. (laughs) The fever was really bad that day. I remember feeling weird, like I was floating. And since I had nothing better to do with my sick self, I thought, why not use that? I imagined I was out in space, just floating among the stars. No spacesuit needed, nothing to hold me back from really experiencing being there. I could travel sunward if I wanted, fly right into the sun. I didn't have a great grasp of what being out in space without any protection could do to a person, but that didn't matter. I lost myself in the daydream of floating in the stars, chasing ships, watching planets from below me. That's when things changed, like something took control of my imagination. T-took control? Took control. I was floating in space, and then suddenly it was like there was this building in front of me, a station of some kind, but it didn't, it didn't look like any space station I've ever seen. It didn't feel like one. It felt like something had intruded upon my daydream, and I had no choice but to approach it. I entered the station through some, some doors. Like a door in a fucking house. There was nothing inside. No. That's not right. There was furniture, plants, things like that. Like this place has. But it was dimly lit. And there were no people. I wandered through it. And... Hmm.
5: You don't have to keep going if it's too much.
2: No, no, I'm almost done. It felt like something was following me. The same thing that brought me in there. I remember wandering deep and I thought something was right behind me. I turned around as if to confront it. Or my demise, and suddenly, Millis was jumping on my bed to check on me. I was back here. It felt so real. Like I had actually gone there. But I had convinced myself it was just my fever giving me a really messed up dream. So, that's my story. Who's next? Yue. Don't, Dev. Let's just keep going.
4: Well, as Yue's twin, I might as well go next. Mine is pretty different. Mine also felt like it was just a dream, but I knew I was awake. This was still back on Venus's bosom. Don't
1: call it that! Everyone calls Vesperi that, Luke. Have you seen the shape of the orbital? Doesn't make it any better. It makes it worse, I think. (laughs) Fine, fine,
4: Luke. This was back home here on Vesperi. I was out on an errand for our mother. I don't really remember the specifics of what she wanted. I mean, I've never been into shopping. I think I had to be, like, 17 at the time. Best that I can remember. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of weird stuff I remember about that day. So I was wearing orange pants that spilled hot pink paint all over. Devin had just moved away to Ganymede last month. And there's that... That, um lingering scent of, of lavender that always seemed to permeate the settlement no matter what. It was a busy day, though. Like, you think we'd be heading for a sulfur storm. I'm not the biggest person out there, obviously, so it was rough navigating the crowds. I was pushed around a lot, and then suddenly, it was like... Well... go on it was like I was somewhere else there are people still all around me like crowds and everything and I'm not familiar with everyone and certainly wasn't then but it didn't seem like the same crowds didn't feel like the same places like the halls and the rooms it was blindingly white and a little unnerving, if I'm honest. People were talking. I couldn't really understand any of it. But, you know, I kept going, knowing I need to complete my errands. But as I continued, I couldn't find any of the local stores. I couldn't find anywhere that was familiar. I, I mean, until, um... Until what? So, until I was face-to-face with some woman? I can't really remember her face or anything. But she grabbed me by the arm. Hard. Like, real hard. (laughs) I, I thought she was drunk on polar or something. Her breath did smell like it. She said, um... You're not supposed to be here or something like that. And suddenly I was back in the earlier crowds near the grocery store. I thought maybe I went to the wrong place on the orbital. You know, took wrong turns somewhere, somehow. I was never quite sure. And when I heard about the black brass of the station at the end of the universe, that just felt right. I had been to the station. Why did you never tell me this? Why did you never tell me about your experience? (laughs) Look, we both brushed it off you. Don't, um, don't think too hard about it.
2: Fine, but if you get kidnapped or something, don't come crying to me.
5: I, uh, I think it's the person that came up in Melissa's story, maybe I should be the next to go? Uh, Actually, my journey to Ganymede is when it happened.
3: I thought you said that the journey was safe. Boring, even. Uh, Has no one told anyone else about their experience
1: before? I understand if you all think it's common to just talk about going to the station, but some of us don't want to believe in that crap. Sorry... (sighs)
5: Ember, don't be cruel. We all had our reasons for not talking about it before. Let me just tell mine, and then you two can do yours. We've been away from each other for three years. A a lot can happen in a short time.
1: Fine, just get it over with. I always thought you were the sensible one. Maybe I was wrong.
5: Maybe. Anyway, this was about six years ago, but I still remember what happened pretty clearly. We were heading to Ganymede, me and, and my family. There weren't any problems with our travel, or at least that was how it was supposed to be. It was a flight we'd taken... I mean several times since my mom is Was from there And my parents were Going to go back to Venus In a, in a few months I I was going to stay this time I had an uncle there Who was going to help me with Starting my new life But I guess none of that is Really important to the story It's what happened on the trip There that matters It had only been a day or so, relatively, since we left Venus. Nothing seemed amiss. But then the power went out. Our Green Line calm wasn't working. Nothing was working. I don't know if you've ever been aboard a ship that went just dead like that. You know more than fear. We all thought we were going to die out there. Who knew when we'd be found if we wouldn't just be prey for a vulture? And that's when we saw it. A station. Just floating out there in space. I got a creepy feeling off of it, but my parents were relieved. It didn't matter that it shouldn't have been there, that we'd never seen it there before. It wasn't attached to anything, but it did mean that we could repair our ship.
2: I guess you really are all keeping secrets,
3: huh? You almost died, Devin? This is- I'm... I'm glad you're safe, but... I mean... How did you manage to survive if-
5: Let... let me keep going. We would have tried to contact the station, but there wasn't a way to. Our relief became fear again. ...when my folks realized we couldn't contact it or fly to it. So, unless they spotted us back... ...well... ...but but they did. They did spot us. I think. Or at least something pulled our ship to the station. I remember hearing a voice on our calm, which shouldn't have been possible. (laughs) The voice made my head hurt. And then I, I don't remember much about what the station was like. It was dark, kind of creepy, unsettling. I remember waiting in an area for too long, but also not long at all. There were other people there. Some of them looked pretty, pretty messed up. It almost felt like I was sleeping. And then suddenly I, it was like I woke up and we were back on the ship and leaving. My parents never talked about it again, and I never pressed them on it. I I just wanted to forget that place, even if it did, I guess, save our lives.
4: Well, uh, you have the strongest case for it being real so far. Unless you hallucinated it in your terror. You don't really seem like the type to lie about these things. Actually, I don't know if lying is even something you're capable
2: of, Dev. You've always been the best of the five of us. Or is you suffocated and passed out? And had some kind of bizarre nightmare.
3: But if it wasn't real, then... How did Devin and his parents survive?
0: I
5: I don't know what to tell you all. I everything I experienced that day felt like going to the station. Almost Too strange to believe that it was real at all. Like it. like it shouldn't have happened. Like you
1: should be dead!
5: I. I didn't say that.
1: You didn't have to! You lived and waited until now, six years later, to tell us that you could have been lost out in space? Thanks a lot, Devin.
5: (sighs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry when we survived and just kept going I I just I thought it would only upset you all I I lived with with a, a weird story about it but maybe you're right maybe it was it was wrong of me to keep it from everyone
2: We all kept it a secret Don't be so hard on yourself Dev
4: Okay, Luke, hi,
1: it's your turn. What happened to you? Not Ember? Did it sound like I had something to share? Oh, okay.
3: I was pretty young when it happened. I think maybe five? We were traveling from Vesperi to one of the Venus settlements on the planet. Cloud 87, I think? My dad had an important business over there. I don't think he really wanted me to come with him, his five-year-old son, but I didn't think he wanted to just leave me either. For five years old, traveling between settlements is pretty boring. I had a book to read, something about ancient art practices. More advanced than I really understood, but my dad had high hopes and the pictures were pretty. It was ten minutes before I was asleep.
2: Another dream, then.
3: It it didn't feel like a dream. I was on the shuttle. My dad was talking to someone on a comm. There was this girl across from me. Seemed about my age, but she was… strange. She didn't look unusual, but she was alone. And that was weird. Humming something to herself, she grabbed my wrist suddenly and said, They were waiting for us. I… I didn't understand. Who were they? Where were we going? My dad was going to be so mad if I just ran off. Where could we even go when we were between an orbital and a settlement? But I couldn't stop her. Why, you couldn't fight back? Look at me! She was stronger than a child should be. That wasn't the strangest thing. The shuttle stopped suddenly, and then the door opened. I, I tried to call out to my dad, but she dragged me onto a platform. One that shouldn't have been there. Sh- she pulled us down dim hallways and then into a, a control room? It had a lot of machines. And a large screen. It showed different places in the settlement, but nothing looked familiar. She walked up to this button and then turned to me, saying, Wanna blow it up? I I heard voices from outside the room, and I was so scared I just took my chance and ran off. I thought I was just going to get lost, but then it was... I was back on the shuttle, sobbing in fear, claiming some girl was going to blow up Caritas. My dad said it was just a nightmare, but... I could still feel how much my wrist hurt from her pulling me. I-I don't know. That's
1: terrifying. Got an excuse why you didn't tell us?
3: I thought it was a nightmare, and it terrified me. I didn't want to relive it, and then it just never felt right to bring it up. I thought I could just forget it.
5: You're safe, Luke. Nothing happened. Nothing exploded. I can't imagine carrying that for 14 years.
2: I know I'm the dramatic one, but Dev, yours is so much worse to keep from the rest of us. You could have died.
5: I I know. I know. It's just... it... it felt like it was my job to take care of you all. I... I just thought it was the right thing.
4: Uh, yeah, Devon? You were wrong.
2: What about you, Ember? You're the only one who hasn't said anything about their experience. Mm,
3: That's because I don't have one to share. I thought you said something strange happened to you earlier. Or, uh, you told me earlier. No, that's... well, it's it's kind of... Oh, come (sighs) on! Spit it out, Em.
1: Someone... (sighs) fine, someone handed me, like, a business card fucking business card and they said they'd be expecting me there but the location doesn't make any sense like nothing's there I checked (sighs) it's, it's, it's it's fine though it's fine because it's just a joke some asshole pulling a prank to freak me out it's not true I'm not going to some fake made up station used to haunt nightmares all of your experiences can be explained if you think about it it's not real But what if it is? Then I'll be the only one next time with a story to tell. The shuttle has arrived. Please board as quickly as possible. This will be the last shuttle leaving Visperi Station for the evening. Once again, the shuttle to Mars is leaving.
2: Well, friends and foes, it looks like our time together is over. It has been fun getting to spend time together, the five of us.
4: Maybe we'll all have more scary stories to share next time? Who knows? We all have a friend now who's been to the station.
3: Please don't say that. I never want to think about it again.
5: I'm sure it'll be fine. No matter if it's real or not, we all survive our encounters. I, I mean, most people do. I'd imagine that's, that's why people talk about it all the time. Why else would there be a word for what happened to us? Ember, you shouldn't be scared to- I'm
1: not scared. I'm not scared.
5: It's just, it's one more thing we all share now. Connected together, even as far apart as we are. Can't separate this squad. Oh,
4: like the blue string of fate. You mean red? No, isn't red for romance? Blue is for friends. Trust me, it just feels like a friend's color. I guess.
3: We should get going. I can't be late for my new job.
2: Be sure to get us souvenirs from your ranch, Lou. Something cute? Oh, oh, and cool. Like us.
5: (laughs) Stay in touch, everybody. Especially you, Ember.
1: If a mysterious station doesn't eat me first, sure.
3: <laughs> Be safe, everyone. I'll miss you. It was... fun? I mean, most of it was fun. Not this part. Miss you all till the sun goes out and consumes us all! Still the worst way to say goodbye. And you're
2: still no fun. <sighs> so long, Venus. Until we return home again.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. This episode, Station at the End of the Universe, was written and directed by Charlie Neal and edited by Cale Brown.
2: Yue Tanaka was voiced by Ayumi Shinozaki.
3: Luke Kingsley was voiced by Charlie Neal. Millis Tanaka was voiced by Paige Koch.
1: Ember Smoke was voiced by Aaron Suri Stearden.
5: Devin Heights was voiced by Quill Turner.
0: With additional voice work by Cale Brown. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, BreathingSpace.LoveNames.com. Breathing in Space, fading Frontier is a Law of Names production.
5: There are few things that bring me greater joy while I'm traveling this vast system we call home than a refreshing beverage. And that's why I reach for Nebula Cola. Nebula Cola's expertly crafted formula was designed to boost the mood, fortify the body, and sharpen the mind, using a carefully curated list of proprietary bioprinted ingredients that you won't find in any other commercially available carbonated beverage. All those benefits, and it still has a crisp tangy cola taste that satisfies any thirst. Nebula Cola is the number one soft drink in the system. With flavors like Nebula Cola Classic, Nebula Cola Sunspot, Nebula Cola Void, and Nebula Cola Stardust, there's something for everyone. And now, try the new Nebula Cola Black. The same great Nebula Cola taste, with a caffeine kick of coffee for those long hauls across the system. Nebula Cola. For Astronomical Thirst. Your favorite soft drink just got even better. Nebula Cola is now a proud member of the Yukon family of fine products. No more trips to the store, no more Waystation Mart runs. Place an order with Yukon and get that supercharged, supernova of thirst-quenching power you love delivered to you anywhere in the system in just 24 Terran hours. Nebula Cola, now at the speed of Yukon.